Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your one and only favoritist Grey's Anatomy podcast with me, your host, Kelsey, and also... And also me, your favorite host, Carmen. We're the two favorite hosts, and it's also a beautiful day to podcast. Kelsey, hello, my friend. Hello, my Carmen. <laughs> uh, hello, my Kelsey. You, you know what that makes me think of? What's, what's the book, Oh, Captain, My Captain? Which oh. one is that? Is that Tale of Two Cities? No, that's from the movie um, Dead Poets Society. I don't know. I mean, in, I know they say it in the movie. I'm sure it's from a book. Now I, I just, need to look this I up. I think it's Walt Whitman. I'm almost, I just think it's, I'm positive it's Walt Whitman, but I don't know what, what it's from. Uh, oh, Captain, My Captain is extended metaphor poem by Walt Whitman uh, in 1865 about the death of U.S. President Abraham Lincoln. But what's the poem called? Uh, oh, Captain, My Captain. Is oh, called, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, oh, Carmen, my Carmen. Oh, Kelsey, my Kelsey. Off to a solid start. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> we are on track, guys. Um, okay, so today we are talking about um, our first holiday episode, right? No. We had a Thanksgiving-themed one. Well, that doesn't count. It's our first Christmas episode. It is our first Christmas episode. And Hanukkah episode, kind of. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was the mid-season finale of season two. So this one aired December 11th, 2005. And then the next one didn't air until January. So this is our first little baby break, which also, let me say, the the breaks they take now are so much longer, like... I don't remember. I, the last one, I think, was like December 1st, and it's not coming back until sometime in February. They're really so. trying to stretch out the ratings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, also, though, it's COVID time, so there might be, that might be why. Um, but I, yeah, so uh, I told Carmen this was the midseason finale before he watched it, and he thought that meant there was going to be like a huge cliffhanger. And I feel like it's kind of hit or miss with Grays. Like sometimes they do huge cliffhangers mid-season finale and sometimes they just don't. And this time they really didn't. I so. feel I feel like when I think of mid-season cliffhangers, the most dramatic show that I ever watched was Suits. And not in a dramatic <laughs> like feel this What? Well, not first of all, like the further we get into this show, I'm confident you won't be able to say that anymore because this shit gets so dramatic. That's fair. So Jessica has warned me. She hasn't said anything. Although I will say, uh, Jessica did spoil something. Oh, no. Uh, I know that in season nine, Alex is still on the show. Oh, okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's only because, so she was, she when we were driving back from Tennessee, she was uh, listening to it on her uh her oh, little okay. hearing aids. Yes. Uh, while she was driving, the way that one listens to music, right? Right. And I saw the screen in the mirror, and I was like, Jessica, what season are you on? She goes, nine. And I go, thanks. Now I know Alex is in season nine. <laughs> so he survives his board exam. That Anyways, spoiler alert. Yeah. That's how little I know about this show, people. <laughs> I don't know who lives episode by episode. It's true. Except maybe you know one person. Well, there also uh, was a, like, you know those like those articles on Facebook where it's like, oh, 25 things actors wish they never done, or 25 actors who only did it for the money. One of them was Ellen Pompeo in uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Sometimes, like, in the more recent season, when people do interviews with her, she's just like, they're like, so Grey's is still going. She's like, ugh, I know. And I'm like, bitch. You make so much money. No one made you do this. You you could quit at any time. Yeah. Literally. She's no. not going to. No, she's not. Okay. So this episode is Christmas. It is the 12th episode of the second season. It is the 21st episode overall. And it is called Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And <laughs> the original artist for this one, Carvin, is... Uh, it is the the husband and wife duo singers, uh, Elmo Shropshire, Shropshire, and Patsy Trigg. <laughs> Elmo and Patsy. Elmo and Patsy. So this song was released uh, in 1979, uh, and it was actually, ironically enough, it was a B-side. Uh, the, the album was just titled Christmas. 
anyways, it didn't have a ton of chart uh, notoriety because it's a Christmas song, uh, but it did actually get as high in 1992 as uh, the number 12 U.S. bubbling under Hot 100 singles, which is very interesting. It's like someone forgot that it even existed for 12, 13 years. <laughs> That's so dumb. Uh, I do not care for this song. I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. I really don't like this song at all. I so every every year we do Christmas carols uh, on Christmas Eve at at the Perkins family farm, and the one that always ever everyone no matter what whatever song you think you like about Christmas this is the one that everyone goes oh no we're fucking singing this one uh, I don't know why. But everyone goes, oh, wait, everyone shut up. We're singing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It's page three. It's page three in, in the catalog, guys. Turn to page three. And everyone sings it. It's crazy. Probably because there's also some uh, holiday alcohol served at that gathering. And I feel like no. this is for sure a drunk holiday person song. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a drunk holiday person song. Uh, but anyways, I digress. Tell me about the episode. I shall. This episode was written by Chris Vernoff, current showrunner, and directed by Peter Horton, who we have seen multiple times already. He directed the pilot. He's directed many episodes up until now. Um, this episode only got 15.7 million views, which is 5 million less hmm. than the week prior. And I was like trying to think what else happened. Again, still Sundays. So I'm like, Sundays in December, maybe there's like playoff football games happening like uh college football is, is in the playoffs are in december so i was like maybe that would be it but i truly am unsure why it would be such a large drop um it's a mystery so well it's it's probably all the all the people who were trying to do christmas uh before christmas like you know us and us people who had worked retail at one yeah. point or another in our lives uh we're coordinating our schedules going, oh, hey, the second week of yeah. uh, December, uh, December let's celebrate Christmas. If you, if you work in hospitality. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so also fun note, this episode was submitted for Sandra O oh for the Emmys for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama. So there were two episodes in season two that she was submitted for. It was this one and Deny, 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 which was the one right after she had the surgery, the emergency surgery. Uh, I'm going to go out and say this right now. This is a bad episode for Christina. I did not like Christina I in this episode. super disagree. Well, then you're super um, duper wrong. Mainly, well, I understand what you're saying, like, character-wise, but I think acting-wise, the scenes and the way that the, the, the way that she delivers everything is so well done, and I think you can see a very clear arc just within this episode for her, and it's not... Like, it's a pretty big deal, kind of, the way she comes around on it. Especially her character in general, who's not really one to change her mind. So, but I think she plays, they, she has been, she's given a lot of great scenes. Yes, she doesn't come off great in all of them, but she's given a lot of great scenes to work with, and she does very well with them. Also, she has an incredible scene partner with when she's acting with Burke. So, there's just... yeah. There's a lot of, in my opinion, I wrote several times, like, a great scene. Even if, like, what was happening in the scene wasn't ideal, I was still just like, this was delivered so well. Yeah, I... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to yes, it. Yes, let me read Let's... the Netflix synopsis, and then we'll just dive right in. <clears throat> okay. Netflix. This episode is Burke and Yang disagree on how to treat a young boy who does not seem to want a needed heart transplant. The end. Nothing else happened in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's it's straightforward, and yeah. they they got that point right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but nothing about the Alex situation. Nothing about uh, Bailey basically running everything because the chief leaves. Nothing about Izzy or Derek being the worst. <laughs> Not a great episode for both of them, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I I I full out. I I I agree with you. Derek sucked, Izzy sucked, Christina sucked. Christina, I thought, had redeeming moments. Uh, Maybe one. And Derek, I'm going to skip way ahead. At the very end, when he tells Addison, I'm like, 
This is actually the least annoyed I've been with you the whole episode. Well, about some fucking uh, it's honesty time. Yes, about that's damn what time. I'm saying like I don't agree with the choice of when he told her to and when he told this to her, but I appreciate that he told it. and he does he's not saying it to be hurtful and it's very genuine and matter of fact, but I'm like why would you have not said this in couples therapy? That's like the setting to do, to say something like this and you're just saying it now on like Christmas. Like I don't understand, but I appreciate that he's finally like being honest with her and saying like, I do want to be with you and I'm not leaving you, but like, this is the situation, but whatever. Yeah. It, it, this, you, you could have said at any moment it, in front of your, your airstream out on right. your country land. Uh, Hey, I know it's raining right now and I know we're about to go have sex because that's what you want. Yeah. But I am getting over Meredith because I loved her. Yeah. Could have said it when you Anytime. were being on a ferry boat. I don't know. So many options. Yeah. So many options. Okay. Don't say we're fine because you're not. Yeah. So, okay. Um, let's start with the recap. Lots in the recap. The Izzy, Alex, Olivia. Got to hit that again because Izzy's going to be real yep. annoying about it again. Yep. Uh, Alex filling the boards. Derek, Addison, Meredith. Izzy being sad and mad about Alex. Bailey is pregnant. So those are like the main things in the recap that I was like, okay, this is this is what we're taking away. This is what we're yeah, hitting on. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good episode recap for this episode. Like everything was very continual of those storylines. Agreed. Nothing. Oh. Yeah, right there with you. <laughs> We've had long days, guys. My Sorry. goodness. It's been long days. <laughs> uh, nothing in the recap stood out that I was like, oh, this is for sure this is going. Yeah. Uh, it was a good re- it was a good catch-up moment before the, the mid-season finale. Yeah. Okay. So, episode opens. It's very obviously Christmas. We're on a Christmas tree. Izzy's decorating the Christmas. Now, the way that Meredith and George react, I do not personally think is called for like i think it looks like a normal christmas house they're like she's gone overboard and i'm like no she it just looks like christmas like it's a christmas tree and christmas decorations like it's not you know what would have been <laughs> overboard is like 12 christmas trees right and do that also because i love those but that's fair but like seriously i was like this is just a normal person's christmas decorations like i don't understand yeah, I, it begs the question, what did your Christmases look like when you're saying it looks like Santa threw up in here? No, he didn't. It would look like bile. <laughs> He's a human. At least. Santa's a human. At least elf wearing bile. Yeah. But I, I thought the tree was, I thought everything was super nice. Yeah, it was Izzy classy. was looking great. Catherine Heigl, beautiful, loving it. I will say this episode particularly, I was like, she looks good even when she's like running around all frazzled. I'm like, how do you do that? It's impressive. You know, it's it's the waves in her pony. It's impressive. Even when, like, her ponytail is falling out. I'm like, how do you still look so... Even when she's not an ugly crier. So, you know, it's a gift. A lot of people are ugly criers. She is a very pretty yeah. crier. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Um, uh, c- Can I yes. just... Can I know we're about to talk about the scene with, with, with Burke and Christina? Yes. It was this moment that I said, you know what, Christina? I don't think I like you. You're ruining Christmas for everyone. And Burke is so thoughtful, and he deserves someone thoughtful, just like him. That's my prediction. My prediction is they break up. Okay, so your prediction is no longer that they're together forever. My prediction is that Burke decides that he deserves someone who's going to care about little things as much as he does and not make fun of him or treat him like a turd and say, I'm Jewish, but then say, I'm not practicing anything. Religion is stupid. God's not real. Well, but that's all those things are true for her. I know, which they are not compatible anymore. Well, break up. I don't see my thing is like, and I think we'll, they get into it later when he says he's spiritual, not religious, because I do think that's a very big difference. Um, yes, because I have a lot of issues with the um, organization of religion personally. Yes, I think that's where a lot of um, hurt sometimes can come from um yes but um i i think in a way there's more compatibility to that than someone who is like a very spiritual person and a very religious person like i think someone who is neither is more compatible with someone who is spiritual than like someone who is like this is the way it is and there's no wiggle room and i don't like i won't accept anything else 
And um, what I appreciate in this episode is that Christina comes around to other ways of thinking. Um, and I, I don't really think like after Burke, I think she takes it seriously eventually. Like uh, the initial thing in the OR where she basically makes fun of him. And then she realizes that like that crossed a line for him. And then she doesn't do it again. Like, even if she disagrees, in she's this episode. like, I don't, she won't do it again. Spoiler alert. But I also think it's a huge deal because that's like the first time that we've seen her kind of, again, we're jumping all over the place, but I don't care. We're just going to do it. Um, When he's like, that can't Free happen form. again. She doesn't apologize, but she says like, it won't happen again. And she's being genuine. She's not just saying that to get him to shut up. And then the conversation like continues and she's saying like, um, she's kind of saying like science is the one thing we have in common. So I don't understand this connection you have. Um, but again, it's not like threatening or mocking. She's just like, I'm so confused. Like, I think it kind of just catches her off guard because especially since they are so similar in like the way they practice medicine, I think she just expected him to be more similar in, in that way of thinking as well. Um, but I feel like it makes sense. And he even alludes to it later. He doesn't go into detail, but he's like, I need to believe in something bigger because otherwise I feel helpless. Yeah. It's so you, you, I think you spanned a lot of different scenes there and a yep. lot of good content. This is, this is free, free form. Yeah. You know, it's the holiday season. Let's free form it up. It's been long days. Um, so, okay. You, you have the scene where they're, outside of the like the psych area and she's trying to get a consult for the yeah. kid and that's when he's like hey like that can't happen fuck off mm-hmm. don't don't do this shit mm-hmm. right don't don't mock me in my or right. because at the end of the day yes they're in a relationship totally yeah but there is a drastic difference in their titling yeah and and their their level of authority so i think it's a good line to 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 have established yeah and then you go to the scene where the kid, I think, is it is it right before he codes on the table where they have that scene? I, I'm, I have to look at my notes, but that's when Burke is like, I need to believe in something because this stuff gets real. It gets real quick and it never stops. So I need something to believe in. And whether that's a, I, I feel like he's basically saying whether that's a crutch or not, I don't care. Yeah, I need this to believe in or else I'm gonna spiral and i recognize that yeah um it's it's before he all the way codes but it's after the surgery when he's like i don't want the heart still basically um yeah he he, he seemed to be rejecting the heart and i think yeah, he said he heart, a fever. heart mind soul yeah oh the, the heart mind soul thing that was the scene where she's like oh and you and you believe in santa claus yeah blah, that blah. was still but yeah so um i think it's i think it's funny but <laughs> I do love the moment when she tells him that she's Jewish. I don't know why I find it so funny, but like he's drinking coffee and he like freezes and there's an audible gulp that you can hear him making. And he just like stares at her. (laughs) And I don't know why, but I find it hilarious. I like rewound it three times and I was like, Michael, watch this. It's so funny. (laughs) Um, Did Michael laugh? He did. Um, Okay, good. And then also just to touch back on it at the end of the episode, because... One of the things about Christina that I find relatable and that I think a lot of people probably also find relatable. um, She doesn't off. She'll sometimes admit when she's wrong, but she won't apologize, but she'll act on the knowledge that she was wrong. So like the conversation that she has with the kid, which we'll get into later because it's such a good scene. um, I think, you know, you just want to talk about it now. Let's free form (laughs) it. Let's just do it. Um, but I think in a way that's like us as the audience supposed to be seeing her making this concession in a way for Burke, not even for Burke. Cause I do think she feels that way herself. Like I think everything she says in that scene is sincere and honest, but, um, she, it's, a, you're talking about the scene where, where she says like decide to dying live. is not the best revenge yes. at this point. Um, Okay, yeah. And she's like, I understand not believing in anything, but, like, this is the situation. And, like, you should live because if you grow up, then you can be a doctor who finds ways 
to do to do heart transplants where someone else doesn't have to die or you can do whatever you want and just make your mom really mad like whatever you want dying isn't the best revenge living is and i think that's such a great scene and i think a lot for me in that scene and then the also the one where she's talking to burke um about like science is the one thing we have i think those two scenes are like such good acting on her part and it's good acting, yeah. yeah. I just don't like her in this scene, in this episode. Right. She had she's really one of my favorite characters, but this was not a good one for her in my opinion. But also I love Christmas, so yeah. maybe I'm just I also I also love Christmas, so this is kind of a hard one for me to be like, Christina, That's you fair. know I'm always That's on fair. your side, but like let people have things. Um Yeah. But I do but that again, that's why I like the, about the episode is like it's such an arc from beginning to end for her at least. Um, like seeing the shift and seeing, yeah, maybe she doesn't believe the same stuff Burke does, but she kind of comes around to to understanding like why he does. Um, yeah. And, and even if she doesn't understand why he does, she's like, okay, you know what? I care about this person. Yeah, Let me try. I'm not going to mock him anymore. And at least she, but when, what I love is when she goes home, he has decorated the tree, but he has also put up a little menorah in the window it's it is a menorah. Yeah. It's the the thing with the candles. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was a menorah. I was like, no, it's not a dreidel. No, the dreidel. Not a dreidel for sure. Dreidel. Yes, dreidel. yes, that's right. Um, but I don't know if you noticed the book he's reading when he's in bed is called Exploring Judaism. So he's basically reading a book about Judaism to like try and connect more with her, which I really think is so cute. She does not deserve him. No one does. He is. No one does. Amazing. Also, <laughs> maybe he has a bad, maybe I don't know what happens. He could end up a serial killer and kill someone uh, live on the show. It could be Sandra. Oh, I don't even know if she's <laughs> in the show right now. Still, I don't know, but I like him right now. He's great. And they're in a lot of ways. They are really great together. But I think these are these are episodes where we like see them realizing that they aren't like compatible in some ways but then coming around and being like well here's how i can adjust and be compatible for this person like he's not converting to judaism but he's learning about it she's not now all of a sudden being like okay i now believe everything you believe but she is coming around to being like people believe different things and that's fine so i think it's just a good relationship episode for them like even though there's ups and downs i think that's what makes it good because if they're just fine the whole time, that's like boring to watch. So I just yeah. love them. Uh, also in that scene with the kid, uh, with Christina and, and the little boy. Yeah. So first thing I want to point out, a, a heart on its own is not cooler than Santa Claus alone. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, because Santa is real, children. If you're listening to this, swears and all, Santa is real. Uh, also... So it was a, just in general, really great speech, really great scene. I will say, good acting. I was getting a lot of Hamilton vibes when uh, there when he's saying, um, you know, you head full of fantasies of dying like a martyr. Dying is easy, young man. Yeah. Living is harder. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, that's true. George that's Washington, good, good the original. Uh, but I was I was getting a lot of vibes there because it's like. You know, why are you telling me this? I'm being honest. Yeah. And I'm not going to go with the rest of that because he's working with a third of what the Congress has promised. <laughs> um, they're a powder. Ca- never mind. Uh, you guys, <laughs> Carmen did not so want to see Hamilton and I bullied him into seeing it. And now this is what <laughs> he does on a regular basis. So I just love I could, being right. <laughs> the first half of that play, I could probably quote the entire half, I think the, the you entire could play, like everyone's parts. Do if I had to put like a percentage on it, I think you could do like a 93% solid straight through. Like, <laughs> it's probably pretty good. Uh, anyways, that's, yeah, it's probably pretty close, but anyways, so that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, I definitely felt in this scene, Christina was my George Washington. So I'll give her that point. Yeah. Now, wherever you want to go with this episode from that, because we just spent a lot of time just talking about Sandra O oh and her <laughs> arc in general, I'm going to go ahead and defer to you. Oh, Kelsey, my captain, let's go talk about, Derek with Izzy, not Derek and Meredith, not Derek and us. I'm just Derek and Izzy. So like, uh, what a weird, what an interesting dynamic they had this episode. Yeah. Super weird. Like I, I don't understand. 
how Izzy is like just not constantly told off because she like oversteps with patients. She oversteps with the attendings. Like I'm just shut up. Like it's so annoying to me. Like I appreciate your passion, but like you have to reel it in and make sure it's also professional. Like obviously she's going to get attached to these people. Also, no one died in this episode, which I thought what a nice time. Christmas. No one's dead. How lovely. I didn't even realize <laughs> yeah. that. You're right. No one did die. Yeah, because I was there was a part where I was like, oh, I bet Carbon thinks this person's going to die. Um, but I couldn't. I don't remember you know, which uh, part it was. But I was like, man, I, you know, something good is happening. I bet Carbon thinks this person's going to die. <laughs> I didn't think specifically anyone was going to die, but I did. I did think that Bailey was going to give birth in the middle of one of her operations today mm, or go into labor. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, uh, so I was wrong. Yeah. Um, so Izzy is on, on this case, obviously with this super happy, fun family, because she's too involved with patients and she wants to be with the happy, fun family people. And, um, he has multiple brain bleeds, but we only find out about one. But then she basically, because after the first surgery, which is successful, he wakes up and he's like a completely different human being and he's really mean and yelling and like, it's just terrible. Yeah, like, it's like to- bad. Totally different. He's like, and divorce. Can you shut up with that song? Yeah. <laughs> God damn, dude. Like that is not nice. Um, And so, and then Izzy basically tells Derek it's his fault because while they were operating, Derek said that Santa didn't exist or some dumb shit. Like she's basically like, you she sounds like a crazy person because you were talking during his surgery which like honestly the thought that people can hear you during surgery like they talk about it a lot in this show even still to this day they're like we don't know when people are unconscious when people are under anesthesia when people are in comas we don't know how much they can and cannot hear we don't know how it affects their healing um however to blame your superior because of what they were saying while they were operating and saving someone's life is risky. And, um, I was, like, I just like when Derek was like, you should be embarrassed, Dr. Stevens. And she goes, I am. Yes. And he says, good. That's the exact, uh, I wrote that yeah. quote down. So what I, what I don't understand. So in this episode, she completely ignored Addison. Someone yes, who is very high she's up. she's a child. W- yes. And she has really gotten, like, butted. Last episode, she yelled at Bailey, and granted, Bailey yelled back, yeah. so she put her in her place. Um, but I'm just wondering, how much leniency are uh, is it that people are going to give her? Because she's wearing out a lot of goodwill yeah. over and yelling in the middle of the hallway. He cheated on me with that skanky nurse or whatever. They weren't even dating. <laughs> I know, I can't. I cannot. I can't. Like I can't get over they, that. They make it very difficult to be on her side. Like, and then even when when she finds out about him failing the board, and they're like, "Oh, so you're all just gonna help him?" Like, yes, yeah, it's his career, not like, your feelings. It's the man's yeah. life and livelihood. Even that scene in the surgery when George makes the pretty hilarious joke, uh, Doctor yeah. Karevi- Karevian. <laughs> Um, that's yeah. funny. Okay, that's hilarious. But like, then Bailey's like, "You got to have his back." Yeah. Like, shut the I fuck up. I love that Bailey speech. Uh, can we talk about great Bailey, Bailey episode? Amazing, great Bailey, Bailey episode. Crushing it, chugging a, a strawberry milkshake, <laughs> falling asleep on a gurney like a queen. So love good. it. She could do no Tells wrong. Tells George to shut the hell up. Rearrange his surgeries left and right to save people's lives while pregnant. Which very relatable. And then the last scene when George does tell them off and she goes, intern, so emotional. Well, she's basically like, all right, go for it. I will not yell at you. Do whatever you want. And she's just like, I love the wide shot of when George leaves and she's just standing there like staring down the family. And she's just so tiny yeah. and pregnant and they're just all standing there. And she's like, interns, my apologies. My apologies. <laughs> Excellent Bailey, Bailey episode. She was also uh, nominated um, for an Emmy for this season, also for Deny, 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 and then for an episode that has not yet occurred. So she was also nominated. Well, when it when it does happen, I'm sure you'll I play will. it out naturally. It's when they um, all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's when it's when Alex fails the boards and he actually doesn't. It's it's happened to season dies. nine. Just kidding. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, the scene. So, okay, last Bailey thing. Uh, and also, if you're listening, this is your first time. Like, this is this not typically how the show goes. Do, but we're both very tired and having time. So. It's, it's off the rail. What, it's all off the rail. Today. Uh, the, the scene where Bailey. <laughs> so when she's like, stop kicking oh. me. And George is like, I'm not kicking you. And she's or whatever it is. Uh, and then she's like, George, I'm not talking to you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and then she steps back and she's like, nope, you don't kick. You not don't while kick. I'm doing Stop my it. job. Yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. It's very good. I love her in this episode. Um, oh, so good. I, in terms of George, this is like an up and down episode. Like there are times when I'm like, honestly, I'm not that annoyed with you. And there were times when I was like, I'm a little annoyed with you. But for the most part, I was like, okay, we're like coming around on George, not being terrible. Um, uh, like I liked when Bailey told him off. I thought he was like, you're right. And he took it well. Um, and yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Also though, I, on that note, when she's yelling at him, she's like, you haven't killed anyone I have and Alex did and you will. And I was like, I just need so much more information. Like, I just don't understand how this works. Like I'm truly like, I might try and look it up, but just like, I don't think I'm going to be able to understand like the legal jargon of it. I'm just like confused. We need a medical lawyer to just come on the yeah, show. Yeah, because like I just tell us. Because sometimes, like if you're doing surgery and someone dies, that's not the same as like I killed this person because I did my math wrong. Right. <laughs> so I'm just confused. I and I'm just not getting sued because this person was lonely. Yeah. Right. They they have no family, so you're off the hook. Nothing's gonna happen. Uh, except you're gonna get yelled at in the hallway by your boss, and then he's gonna come around and be nice to you later. Like it's not. I don't understand. Uh. So there was one scene where, speaking of of George, where I really did like it, and I thought, oh my, okay, this is this is hilarious. Uh, where it's getting super loud, and then he tells the kid, oh. "Hey, you should turn that down." And he's like, "You're not who are you? You're not my dad." And then he goes, "Hey, uh, sir, do you mind?" And he's like, "You gonna tell me how to talk to my kid?" And I was like, "I wrote, you all voted for Trump. Like, you all of all. those people." aren't great i feel and the mom is like so nice like she's literally just talking sitting there being like the actual patient precious like poor angel baby who i'm like you're in this hospital because this is your family like these people are why you have ulcers because ulcers are like often caused by stress so she literally has ulcers because these are the people that she has to deal with on a regular basis yeah and and that the the grandma shut the fuck up the demon if i so you and i we're strong personalities if i was ever in a room where anyone in my family was acting that way i'm like guys just go home at this point i would rather just die alone than have you embarrassed also like we have strong uh, but i would never talk to someone that i didn't know that way like i would never talk to someone like in retail hospitality, someone who's like in charge of saving my family member's life. Like I'm going to threaten them. Like why I don't understand what like goes through people's minds. I really don't. Yeah. And then, oh, so even backtracking the scene where Weber was still there and they're like, Oh yeah, we've been delayed three days. And he's like, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. Savage, savage uh, animal. I liked it. Yeah, I like scene. Weber. Uh, he's not in this one much, but he's good. He's good stuff. Um, the scene where Patricia comes. The scene where Patricia comes and like tells him the message that Adele left, and she's like, "We're going to our niece's Christmas pageant. You've known about it for months." And then she used several several words that I do not feel comfortable repeating, and also something about divorce. <laughs> and then he storms off. Just there's a six year old recital. Yeah. It's gonna blah He's blah, like, blah, oh, blah. She's so That's unreasonable. Hilarious. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Oh, Weber, you're great. I I wish the best for him, but you know what we still don't have closure on at this point in my viewing what? is what happened with him and uh Ellis. I still don't know what yes, happened. Yes, we definitely do not have closure at this point. Or, or Thatcher. When's Thatcher going to come into play? You know, at some point. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Where do you want to go now? <laughs> <with this episode? laughs> I've tried to look through my notes. 
Um, At six minute and forty four seconds, we get yes, the intro I also cut. Wrote that intro six minutes forty four <laughs> seconds. Um, and another not full song, just the intro title card because it's a, a longer yeah. episode again. Um, and the last scene before the cut was that kid just saying when the mom was like, "Santa found you a heart." <laughs> Uh, what did he say? Like, tell the line? fat oh, ass to give it, it to someone else. Tell that fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, that, I, I originally was like, man, this kid is a dick. But then I was like, no, it's okay. It makes uh, sense. Yeah. I feel it's like okay. if you're nine and you've already had a heart transplant and you've been waiting in the hospital for another one for a long time, like you might be kind of jaded. Also, I feel like the scene with him talking to the pastor or whoever, I never know like what to rank the people. It was, it was their father. Yes, I never know what, the, what the that father. title is though. Like if, like, is that his title? Like, that's how you refer to them. But his, is yeah. it also father? Yeah. It's not. Hello, father. Yes, that's how you re- refer to them. Like, that's how you address he is them. The, he is the, well, he's he's a priest, but he's. I don't. I, okay. You know what? This doesn't matter. If I was matter. a priest. You're not a priest. You okay. are the furthest it, I, from I, a no. priest. I am not. Okay. I'm not even going to try to go down this rabbit hole because you're right. And I don't like to admit <laughs> that you're right. But anyways, uh, it's not like I'm breaking. Well, I guess. No. Anyways. Um. <laughs> Anyways, you heard it here first. I'm not a priest. Um, I thought that was a great scene writing wise. And also it was a very heavy scene. And that kid for being nine years old crushed it, like delivered the hell out of it. Like such a good scene when he's like, my mom's been praying for two years that someone else dies. Another kid dies so that I can live. So how does God feel about that? And I was like, oh, it's heavy. Mic drop for sure. Mic drop. So it's it's true, though, like. Like yeah. you can't get you can't get the heart and the other person yeah, live. Yeah, it's, it's it's heavy. It's not... hard, and it sucks that like a kid that young would would kind of understand that reality. Um, most most kids. So also okay. Also, luckily for us, we have we have at this point in our lives two very healthy, beautiful, fully functioning children. Mm-hmm. That could turn right. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. They, we could find out that Marlo needs a heart transplant tomorrow. We could find out that, you know, Scarlett needs a lung or something that's yeah. just hugely important, right? Uh, I feel like, I don't remember where I was going with this, but, oh, I do I remember. In a lot of medical shows, the, the children that this happens to seem to have a very real grasp of life. Yeah. And it's not always, I don't, I don't know, I've never met a child cancer survivor or a child heart transplant survivor. Uh, so I, and I hope to not meet anyone like that because I hope that there's science is coming yeah. a long way or whatever. Right. Or they're just healthy. But I'm wondering, like, I can't even imagine how I would handle those conversations as your child grows up needing those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I understand where the mom is coming from because I would want to protect. She said at one point, it's her job to protect her child's innocence. Right. That's why she talks about Santa. Yeah. And it's in the room where she's doing the Christmas tree and Christina's like, nope, can't do it. It's against the law. <laughs> it's against the law. Uh, anyways, that was my thought. It's just, I feel like they portray children as very aged and matured and jaded in those situations. And I feel like it would be hard not to. Uh, I've just never met anyone like that. So, you know. Yes, I think. Let us know. I, I know a few people who have kids, not with like terminal illnesses, but with chronic illnesses. And both the i know multiple families um but both the children and the parents are like perpetually positive and optimistic and like i think that's beautiful and i envy that because i don't know that that's how i would be just because knowing myself like i i get overwhelmed easily um but i think that like when people can do that and like i think it helps their kid like be raised in like a more positive like still knowing the realities of the situation but like also like seeing this doesn't ruin anything it's just a little bit different like one of the moms i know who has a a son um i think when they found out that he was gonna he had like a birth defect she like started to do a lot of research on it and one of the articles she read was like um it's like if you were going to holland you think i'm gonna get there and i'm gonna see all these fields of tulips right and then you get land and you get off the plane and you see fields and fields of roses and it's like it's still beautiful but it's not what you expected and i was like that's such a nice metaphor that's like a really really, impressive and beautiful way to look at things like that and i think 
that's kind of what the mom in this is trying to do. But it's also heavily implied that she's a single mother, which I truly cannot imagine, even with, like, a healthy child. So, like, doing that with uh, an ill child, I just can't even imagine. So, you know, people do the best with the best they can with what they have. And I really do think I don't fault her for anything. You know, I think that's kind of for me in this episode where Christina is the most wrong is because she's like, your kid doesn't believe this. So why are you still trying to be happy? I'm like, she thinks her kid could die at any moment. Like let her live how she's living. Like she's not doing anything wrong. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those situations where like your that person's positivity does not yeah. affect you. Like just yeah. let it go. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. And so I think I I understand why Christina is like kind of on the kid's side, but I'm also like but it's not your place to say anything really. Because you don't have a kid who could potentially die at any moment. So for me yeah. in this episode, that was like my biggest issue with the way Christina was handling everything. Also the moment in the OR because up until this point she really hadn't like crossed the personal professional line in the workplace. And I think that's like really the first time that it happens. And I think Burke handles it fine. He's like, go get a psych consult. <laughs> and she goes, we're not done here. And he goes, you are. <laughs> and I think yeah. he, it's, it's it well. is interesting. Yeah. My thought on that scene too, talking about all of Izzy's just oh the rope God. that she's getting right. Is like, Izzy could have said that and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's go ahead. Scalpel. Uh, like no one says know, shit to Izzy. And it's not that Christina needs to get called out, but I think she's been called out before. Um, George for sure yeah. has. Alex has. Meredith has. The only person who really hasn't been put in their place uh, is Izzy. And maybe we get a little bit last episode from Addison. Well, and there's uh, been times when Bailey does... But every every well, time did. Yeah, anyone yeah. tries to put her in her place or tell her she gets too involved, she just like rolls her eyes and she's just like, it it to me comes across like she just thinks they're wrong. She never takes the time to consider that maybe someone else could be right, and that's one of my biggest issues with Izzy is like, I am right, and I understand that everyone else thinks incorrectly, but I will not hear from them. I will just know that they are wrong. <laughs> and I'm like that is annoying. Carmen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. <laughs> um we I I what was this note that I wanted to just pull up here. I was gonna I don't want to miss this. Um okay. The scene where George found Alex. <laughs> yeah, and I Christina. was gonna say, like, I want to go through all of them with Alex. So they're all their Alex situations because they each individually have such they're great hilarious. ones. So, like, first of all, sh- huge shout out to Meredith who like tells Bailey, she's like, please. Like, if you can do the surgery without me, I want to help Alex. And Bailey's, like, fine with it, which is, I love that little moment because it's not really a big moment in the show, but, like, it is a big deal. Um, And so she goes and she's pretending to be whatever, some gallstones or whatever. Gallstones. And then Christina finds them. And, so and Meredith tells her what's going on and makes her help. And, um, then when George finds, well, 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 backtrack when Christina finds Meredith and Alex, she's like, you know, I could recommend a great oh, vibrator. Yeah, if you're for that. that lonely, there are excellent vibrators. I can yeah, give you a catalog. That's what it is. <laughs> um, a catalog. Yeah. So then, yeah, then Meredith leaves. So Christina comes to help and I just love, I don't remember what she says, but then at the end she goes, Oh, also I'm drunk. Hiccup, hiccup. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, um, and then yes, when George finds Alex and Christina, but Christina's like, okay, what you're, how you're holding me is just assault. That's not how you do it. Exam. Um, and then when Christina's trying to talk to George and he just goes, I can't hear you when his hand is on your boob. <laughs> it's so funny. That's the best George line he's That's had yet. Probably true. I love that. I think it's very funny. Yeah. And he's like, does Izzy know? Does Burke know? Uh, Very funny. Oh, um, too funny. It is yeah. true, though. Like, I'm not a medical doctor for podcasts' sake. In real life, I'm a medical <laughs> Who doctor. Who doesn't know anything about malpractice? No. Uh, listen, that's the lawyer's job. I went to, lo- I went to a medical school, right. not law school. Um, 
but I know that's not how you do like a breast yeah. exam. That's how you fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's not the way of the world. Um but it's very funny. All the scenes where they're pretending to be other p- people for his boards are very funny. Also, I'm going to say this. It's kind of a spoiler, but not really. Several seasons down the road, they all take their boards. So I don't understand if this is different boards or if there are multiple boards. And and I don't understand. Multiple boards. I don't really understand because later on, they take it to so that they be- can become board certified surgeons, which they get into it later, but like you can still be a surgeon and not be board certified, but you're much less likely to get a very good competitive job. So I could tell you because I am a a board certified Mm -hmm. surgeon. Um, So there are multiple boards. What specialty do you practice? Uh, I specialize in neurology and penile reconstruction surgeries. Maybe we'll see one of those on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we will. Uh, we already almost saw one with the when the the rapist oh, and they the didn't Carol, ever try and uh, attach his bit, penis. penis. <laughs> he didn't deserve well, to have that's one. Fair, clearly, that's, that's how you're going to no, use it. No, he didn't deserve it. Uh, I in in the spirit of Alex and Izzy and them fi- and her finding Alex, it was a good last scene yeah. for them. I not that Izzy's getting any closure. And not that Alex deserves her forgiveness, but it was nice when he said that he didn't mean to hurt her. And also you're crying because part of the pesticide side effect, symptoms, the, 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 yeah. the side effect of pesticide poisoning symptoms is, is crying. Yeah. Right. It, it was nice. It was a nice moment. I feel bad, but they, they I don't want them to be together anymore. That's ship. Is I sailed. also like when she says, it's because it's what Jesus would freaking do. <laughs> Yeah, that was Merry funny. Christmas. It's what Jesus would freaking do. Um, yeah, it's annoying when she finds Alex and George, and George is like, uh, "What I love in that moment is such a small detail, but I love it." George does not tell Izzy that Alex fails his boards. He's like, "You tell her." He's like, "Fix it," and so Alex tells her, which I think is very important. Because everyone else had told whoever found them, not Alex. But George isn't giving Alex another reason to be mad at him. And also it needs for, especially with Izzy, it needs to come from Alex. And I love that George tells him to, and he doesn't argue. He just tells her. Her initial reaction is like, you failed your boards. And then she immediately cuts to you're helping him because she's unreasonable, especially in this episode. She's unreasonable. I didn't, yes. I want to really appreciate that call out that you gave because I didn't mm-hmm. notice that. At least I, I noticed it, but it wasn't for the reasons that you pointed out. Uh, I really like that. That's some deep, you've been watching yeah. this show for a long time. <laughs> also, kind of what I like about it is it's kind of a relationship building moment for George and Alex. And like whether or not they ever become like BFFs or not, I think they can at least. Which you know, and I don't. Of like mutual respect, which I think reflects back on Bailey telling George off and being like, "You need to be on his side." I don't give a shit if you like him, but you need to be on his side. And I think it it kind of goes hand in hand with that. And then um, Izzy just has the stupid overreacting freak out in the hallway where she's screaming at everybody for helping Alex, Um, and. So unprofessional. It's just like, he's dirty Uncle Sal. And Christina and George are just like, what? And she's like, you know, that like gross <laughs> uncle who like is terrible, but you always invite him anyways. And they're like, no, seriously, what? <laughs> yeah. He, he, uh, no one wants him to be at the party and you can't leave him alone with teenagers. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's no, that's called yeah, that's pedophilia. Not, everyone that's doesn't have that person in their family. That's not that common, Meredith. Um, but I do like the moment when she says, my mother doesn't recognize me. So as far as family goes, you guys are all I have. And so Izzy, get over your bullshit. Cause Alex is part of the family. And I, I like that moment. Cause it also establishes a lot about 
Meredith's relationship because she's also more closed off, you know, than, than Izzy and George are. And so it kind of is a nice reminder, like, we do have other things outside of this hospital, but we're always here so much that, like, this is also, in a way, the only thing that we have. Yeah. And even even going back to the first scene, I think, and maybe this is me looking too deep into this, but subconsciously, I think Izzy wants to forgive oh, Alex yeah. because she says, I'm not talking to you. And then she goes, hey, guys, hey, yeah. everyone, let's do a present. And I'm like, interesting. Your mind works very interestingly, Catherine mm-hmm. Heigl, or Katie, <laughs> as she has told me to call her when we're doing the naughty okay. things. Okay, appropriate. She is married. Yeah, to no, me. to a singer who I want to say his last name is Kelly or his first name is Kelly. No, R? not that one. <laughs> Speaking of dirty Uncle Yikes. Sal. Um, and then, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes because I think we've covered most of it, honestly. Yeah, I was trying to think of anything that we may have missed. Also, did you... Get that at one point a guy str- was strangled by a yes. TV <laughs> while uh, trying to wrap. trying to move his uh, that I made a note his TV right I'm I made a note of that I'm like okay what a way to go that sucks uh, would you take your kids and just let the doctor talk to them that's straight your dad's brain is bleeding we're gonna do a surgery I, I yeah wouldn't. um it's hard because I would want to be in the room because I know that Michael would not be able to relay the information to my satisfaction. But I'm also like, little, really little. I don't know. They obviously have like a very close and happy family dynamic. So I appreciate that. Um, also, I did want to mention this one line that I think is funny. When Alex is saying something to Izzy and she says, I don't even know you. I'm a farmer. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think that line <laughs> is very funny. Um, that's when she's crying. Uh, I d- will say I th- yeah. find that scene a little bit annoying, but it is a, a, a very good scene. I, for really the whole yeah. episode, even scenes that I was like, ugh, like they were done so well and written so well that I'm like not that mad about it. Just annoyed because certain characters annoy me. Uh, let's talk about Addison a little right. bit because we haven't really touched on her and she's in this a good amount. Poor... Addison. First of all, Addison, Addison is you can queen. you are you can come into my relationship with Jessica and me. You're, Second you're of welcome. All, you're welcome. She in. looks incredible in like that cream so good. sweater and like the nice yes. professional trousers and like the hair, the mm, red hair down. Get it. Oh, yes. she is stunning. Swoon. And Derek is just like I Swoon. have to go over here and be an asshole now. Please leave me alone. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, she's trying. Sorry really hard. that I'm in love with this inferior she's woman. She's trying. She's like, I have to, you know, do a good job at Christmas because I hurt you really bad, and I want your family to all forgive me. So, like, help me out. What all do you think we should buy? We used to love Christmas shopping together, and he's like, I'm gonna not commit to spending any time with you. I'm also not even gonna fully listen to you at all ever, and also I'm gonna come up with many, many excuses to run away, and it's annoying. I, we've, we've both previously been in love, right? And we and both have gotten our hearts broken. with each other. And are currently in love. Right. Well. <laughs> I do hate uh, you, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, even if I think back to times where a relationship ended with someone that I loved, I just can't ever pinpoint a time where I was a dick like that to anyone. And they were married for 10 years. And the love that he had for Meredith for a couple of months of sex. And just recently she found out that you have a plot of land in in an Airstream. (laughs) Like, what? I'm I'm having a hard time equating. Unless they're literally writing him and, and they're going, he's like, hey, guys, What's my motivation? And they're just like, just be a dick to this beautiful woman who loves you. That's your motivation. And that's it. Bless you. Bless you. Uh, I don't know. I'm having a hard time understanding even in his character's mind. I think we've touched on it before. And again, this is kind of, I think this is a combination of at this point, maybe a hole in the writing, because I think a lot of what I'm about to say comes from a hindsight. But I think they're, the implication is that like the connection that Derek and Meredith has is like, so beyond anything else. Like, yes, he loves Addison, but like 
him and Meredith are like end game goals. And I, I don't know that that's necessarily made very clear um, at this point. I think like later on they touch on it and it's not even necessarily in a comparison to Addison. It's just like the way that things evolve. Like I think it becomes like, that's the point. And I just, but I, I do think it's kind of at this point, uh, putting a lot on the audience to make that assumption because I, I think we're supposed to want him to be with Meredith at this point, which I don't. That's what I was about to ask. So you think this is like a, a Ross and Rachel will they won't yeah. they situation and we're supposed to like infer that a little bit I think less, that we are just uh, supposed more to be like their soulmates. And everyone else can okay. suck it because that's what the universe wants is for them to be together regardless of all the people they might hurt on the way there. And I think we're like right. sometimes this is not just grace. I think a lot of shows do this where they're just like, it doesn't matter if they hurt other people because they should be together. So if other people get hurt, don't be upset. And I'm like, that's not reality. <laughs> and I know it's fiction, but like or good writing. That's lazy writing. Like, but I do care about the other people because you make the other people very likable. So you're like the way you're writing is making what you're saying bad. <laughs> So right. it's definitely confusing and annoying because Derek like goes out of his way to talk to Meredith multiple times in this episode. Like the, Oh, the holidays, you know? Yeah, I do know. Like at the beginning and the end, like, no, you don't know. You both suck. Yeah. Uh, could we, as we wrap up this episode, just for, I think for chronological sake, could we just talk about those last couple of minutes yes. of the episode? So, he goes to the bar. Derek mm -hmm. goes to the bar and Addison's there. And I know we already touched on this briefly. I did not see that coming of him telling her, telling Addison that yeah. he loved Meredith. I didn't see that coming. Again, really appreciate the honesty. It's long, long motherfucking yeah. overdue. We're like six or seven episodes yeah, overdue sure. at this point. But then the end, the end was a little bit weird after that, where it's just them laying under the tree, looking at the yeah. lights. And it just comes back to, like, Izzy, I, I like your character for all the crazy, dumb, stupid stuff you do, right? You get a lot of benefit of the doubt because you're yeah. beautiful. <laughs> and nice. Like, she's a but nice like, person. Why? But, like, she's that nice. does not make everything like, like everything excusable. I just, I'm also, so I, at this point, I don't have hindsight, but my, but now I'm like, okay, the writers have finally closed that you finally let Derek tell Addison how he feels. When are we going to drop this Alex and Izzy bullshit? They were not in a relationship. They were on a break. <laughs> it's it's very similar. Oh, wait, wrong sitcom. Um, but also, I just want to say at the end, when they're all laying under the Christmas tree, I wrote the note, where the hell is the dog? And then the dog ran in, so then I had to delete the note. Um, but yeah, Meredith, it's... Izzy's just like she has like so many big feelings and like it's fine to have feelings but like the way that she lets those feelings overtake her life in absolutely every setting professional or personal is absurd and I'm like why does no one address this ever like yeah. it's not normal it's not okay it's going to be a problem it kind of already is a problem and everyone just letting her get away with it because like it's coming from a good place in a lot of ways. Like it's coming from a place of passion, like for her patients and for the people she cares about. But like, there's still a line because even yeah. when we see, yeah, she's crossed it like Bailey, right? We had that. Uh, I don't remember if it was season one or no, it's season two. Cause Addison's there. Um, when she has that patient who like has, I think he has cystic fibrosis and he, and he's like come to her over and over again. And she says like, he's her favorite patient. And then, um, he dies and it's sad. Oh, the guy from yeah, yeah, rookie yeah. of the year. Um, but like, and she says like, this is like one of my favorite patients, but she's never <laughs> unprofessional. She still makes good calls. Like she doesn't act absurdly so like there's a way to care and be professional and be passionate and like i just don't like izzy does not have that balance in any way there's like yeah she has no boundaries everything is just all a blob and she's just all over the place and it's one yeah. of my biggest issues with her as a character because i just feel like it's annoying yeah also i agree i it was unclear to me 
when Derek went to Joe's, if he was going to meet Addison or if she was just also there. I I thought I that he was blowing her that. off. And then she was there and she was just like happy. Because I even wrote, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, so Derek just went to the bar and I was like, oh, Addison is there. But like Derek yeah, was, that was going my- to blow her off. It was, yeah, it was unclear to me whether that was like, oh, if you're done, come meet me at Joe's. And if not, I'll be there anyways, like just having a drink. And then he ended up going or if he didn't know she was there. Like it was super unclear to me because he kind of looked surprised in my opinion. Well, and and then talk about a roller coaster because he's like, oh, what are you drinking? And I was like, oh, so they're, they're going to flirt. And then she's like, you know, like, hey, what's up? And he's like, yeah, yeah like so, I love Meredith. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, okay. I fucked someone else, and I'm in love with Meredith. Okay. <laughs> one of these things does not make I the other one okay. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you rank this episode, Actually, my friend? This is a really good episode, especially coming off the heels of last episode, which is wait, not good. wait, 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 wait. I I asked you that question, and we were gonna go. We were gonna not take a trip. Oh to my god, live you're in right. <laughs> you're so right. Good catch. So it's what time, time is it, Kelsey? Everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Christmas. Um, okay. So Helen Slater, who played Nadia, which was the lady with all the ulcers and the terrible family. She was in one episode of yes. Private Practice. Kathy okay. Mazor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I've written that she played Nadia Shelton, which is clearly wrong because I wrote that about the other lady. <laughs> Maybe they're um, twins. I have it pulled up on IMDb right here because this is um, I do the bad things. Um, oh, she played the the wife of the guy with the brain bleed, Jill Epstein. Sorry, she was also okay. in one episode of Private Practice, and then. Michael Hyatt, who was the mom to Justin, with the who is the mom to the kid with the heart transplant, was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder, and that is all. Very nice. Now, now what do you rank I this think episode? This is a very good episode. As much as I thought there were a lot of things that were annoying to me, I think overall it was very good. There was some closure-ish on some things, uh, good story arcs on a lot of things. Good, good episodes for characters all around, except for Derek, who doesn't get to have good episodes because he sucks so bad. And I'm <laughs> going to give it a four. I think it's a very good episode. I will give it a fellow. I did not enjoy the episode as much as you did. Um, I'm giving this episode a resident point zero zero three five. Okay, specific. So... Three point zero zero three five. Um, redeeming qualities of the episode. Okay, while I didn't enjoy Christina's character in this episode, uh, her arc was good and her mm-hmm. acting was good. Uh, Izzy and Derek mm-hmm. both being idiots. Uh, sad for Addison. Uh, Burke deserves better than Christina and. I got to see Bailey drink a milkshake. Yeah, she chug chugged a milkshake. That thing. So, so yeah. I mean, it was fine. I, I'm also judging it a little bit harder. So, if anyone out there listening to my rankings, where I'm coming from personally, I'm looking at shock and mm-hmm. awe factor. If you're a season finale and I don't have my mind blown, you fucked. You boring. If I am at a mid season break episode and there's no cliffhanger, you boring. So that's where I'm coming from. But also it just like nothing dramatic happened. It was good for character building. Good. Like foundational Mm -hmm. episode. Totally. But nothing blew my mind. No mind. uh, It's definitely not like a, and you've given a five to into you like a train. Have you given a five to anything else? I think I gave some things like mid fours, but I think the, I've only given out one five right now. I think that's. I need to go back at one point. Can we just go back and rewatch Indie Like a Train so that I can have the benefit of hindsight and see you what my can. notes are? I only like, I mean, it's a good episode. I no, just, we like, need to record it. I want to watch it again. <laughs> 
Also, I will say when I was like going to watch this, I was like, I don't want to watch this episode. It's not good. And then I watched it. I was like, this is actually a pretty good episode. Why did I not want to watch it? Probably just because I find Izzy annoying. But yeah, I think that was like to me in my memory, what was like really big about this episode was Izzy being annoying and being mad about Alex. And so I wasn't super stoked to rewatch it. And I'm glad I was wrong because I think it's a really good episode. Um, if you're listening, thank you so much. Merry Christmas in February. <laughs> Merry um, Christmas. Maybe one day our Christmas episodes will line up with real Christmas. We've got approximately eight years to figure that out. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we we got some time. Out before Carmen and I kill each other. And um, thank you so much for your support. Um, please, please, please share us. Tell all the people about us, especially with Gray's coming back in a couple weeks. Um, we are going to take a break next week, I, th- I believe is our plan, because this is a mid-season break, so there was a break. And also because I'm trying to move from Florida to Tennessee, and so I have a lot of things I have to do. And I'm Woo-hoo! trying to do them all in a very short period of time. And so uh, we're just taking advantage of the way this lined up. So we will have a small break next week and then we will be back the week after that. But what a great time to re-listen to all our episodes or find other people to tell um to listen to all of them. Carmen, do you have something to say? Yes. I just want to say if uh, you're listening to this and you, you like what you hear, obviously, yes. Like, like Kelsey said, tell your friends, give us a five-star review wherever you listen, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. But check our Instagram page at Gray's Academy Pod because if we do end up doing a two-week midseason break for whatever reason, they uh, there it'll be posted yes. there, uh, and all of the up-to-date links can be found there. So definitely, definitely check that out, um, and, and that that's going to be your source of truth for this show. And uh, the next episode that you hear, maybe we'll have like a hey, let's check in, let's see how things are going. Uh, but you know. If you like this, also, if you like this free form uh, format of the show, let us know. We, we yes, want to know. Let us know if you like this or the, the scene by scene chronological stuff, because this was kind of also fun. And I don't feel like we missed anything. Um, I think we were still very thorough. Um, so if you have a preference, let us know. And again, tell your friends, leave us reviews and ratings, please, please, please. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time. No spoilies, and we will see you all in the next one.